Here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I hate to say it, but Pittsburgh doesn't always smell great. For some artists, though, that's actually a superpower. For National Fragrance Day, I'm introducing CityCast's Megan Harris to one of my favorite indie communities here, the niche fragrance scene. It's Tuesday, March 21st. I'm Elizabeth Kama, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. So, Megan, it's National Fragrance Day. Do you wear perfume? I do not. I own a few, but I never wear them because I'm indecisive and it feels too special and like a luxury and I don't want to wear it unless I feel special. There's a lot of introspection happening (laughs) here. Anyway, figuring out one is just too hard. Yeah. Well, you could do it my way. I buy all of the fragrances and I say (laughs) every day. Do you wear them all at once? I wear, I, I layer. I layer. Really? Yeah. That seems terrifying to me. School me, though. Tell me tell me how this works. No. Okay. So I'm a little unique. I'm um, a niche perfume collector. Uh, I have over 40 perfumes in my collection. Now, not all full bottles. Some are samples. But I'm like a magpie, but instead of shiny <laughs> things, I just like fun, find fun scents and I like, put them in a little stash. Honestly, before you suggested this conversation, I had no idea niche collection was even a thing. Um, <laughs> or, or more specifically, that it was like a big thing here in Pittsburgh. Well, for a while, I thought I was like one of the few people in interested in niche per fragrance in this city. Um, you but, are very special, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just started seeing fragrance pop up at things like the Handmade Arcade. Um, and I realized that this trend had hit Pittsburgh too uh, when I started looking into it. And then I fell in this re- reporting rabbit hole, looking into like the local community. And now we're here recording in studio. <laughs> here we are. Um, so I'm assuming that niche fragrances are somehow different than normal fragrances, but I don't know how. Please, please tell me. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I mean, it's in the name, but uh, the best description I have heard is from the podcast Articles of Interest. Shout out to Avery Truffleman. Um, she uses this metaphor basically comparing fragrance to music. The popular name brand traditional fragrances are like pop music. Um, they're made to appeal to everyone, everyone's taste. The oh. niche fragrances are basically every other genre of music. Every other type. I mean, that's that's a big statement. So maybe I'm just not a top 40 gal. Maybe I like screamo emo or mumble rap. Yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you said so niche fragrances having a moment. How so? Dude, it is it is so big. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the financial review actually found that niche fragrance took up 10 percent of the fragrance market in 2019. That's that's a huge number. Wow. Yeah. The market one market research uh, firm found that niche fragrances actually outperform traditional fragrances in 2020. I'll link to both of those in the show notes. But my point is, like, data suggests that niche fragrances are getting more popular. Um, and like anecdotally, uh, you're starting to see them at Sephora. Um, I even heard from a Pittsburgh perfumer, Darren Allen, who's been working like in the niche fragrance scene for 30 years. And he says that it has just blown up since the pandemic. Um, people in my generation, they want to smell unique, different. Not like other girls. I mean, there's a whole genre of TikTok dedicated to it. I mean, there's a whole genre of TikTok core for everything. Um, (laughs) But I hear you. Uh, I don't think I understand the premise, though, not to be like all okay boomer about it. But like, what does unique in this context even mean? Like, isn't every perfume unique, even like the popular ones? 
the word that kept on coming up in all of my interviews around the idea of popular fragrances was derivative. Um, <laughs> okay, this is a lot like music. <laughs> yeah. uh, they all follow sort of similar trends, whereas niche fragrances tend to be more artistic, conceptual. Um, they take more risks. They'll use, you know, notes like mildew or motor oil or... Whoa. Yeah, like um, <laughs> difficult smelling notes, uh, weirder smells in their compositions. Um, the perfumer that I mentioned earlier, Dal Darren Allen, actually told me that his focus isn't on creating something that smells nice, um, but actually evoking a response from people. He thinks about them not like as, you know, a fragrance to wear as an accessory, but as like an olfactory experience. Huh. I was inspired by this. I was on a hike up in Laurel Hill State Park and it was the summertime. And it was one of those days when it was raining, but the sun was still out. And I was under, we were deep in the woods and I was under the canopy so I could hear the raindrops and I knew it was raining, but we weren't getting wet. But all of the smells started to come out of the earth, like the damp soil and the green leaves and, you know, that smell of like the ozone in the air right before the thunder. And I was like, I can't wait to get home because I have to recreate this. <laughs> so that my after the rain perfume is a recreation of that moment in time. So, yeah, I do think of perfume as art. I think maybe one of the reasons why some people don't think of fragrance as a form of art is because we just haven't been taught that it can be a form of art. You know, kids in school, they learn about music and they learn about the visual arts and they learn about literature and painting and sculpture and music, but they don't really learn about fragrance. Darren was actually kind enough to send us samples of some of his art. Do you want to try After the Rain on? That's the name of the perfume, to be clear. Uh, <laughs> sure. I'm a little scared. I'm not going to lie. What are you smelling? Okay, this isn't bad. I was really afraid. <laughs> I don't know if my like olfactory palette is expanded enough to describe it, but I don't know. It's pleasant. It's almost like honeysuckle. There's honeysuckle in it because he was describing, you know, in Laurel Highlands, like the rain comes, there's honeysuckle coming. It'll, it'll change a little bit on you. That's the top note. Okay. I, f I actually feel really smart. <laughs> cool. Thank you. <laughs> so I smell this honeysuckle on top. I'm also smelling a little bit of wet dirt now, um, like a little bit of the grass. Do you smell that? This is reminding me a lot of wine tasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but how much of that is like the power of suggestion, right? Like, so you've told me it should smell like wet dirt. So now I'm looking for wet dirt. Well, I mean, that's kind of how all art looks works. Like you wouldn't look at a Monet, some, some Monets and know that that's a water lily unless the title was water lily. And you knew that that what was what was he was painting. So like, you know. Oh, girl, your art history is just shining <laughs> now. <laughs> Listen, sometimes people will be like, this is my concept. And I took it really abstractly. And you only get to smell it once you like think about it. And sometimes they're doing it really literal. This for him was an attempt at something literal. Um, I'm actually going to put on one of his more story based, you know, conceptual sense called Bathory. Uh, it's, you know, it has out there notes like dragon's blood and leather. Um, it's based on this folktale about a no noble woman um, who bathed in the blood of her maids to look forever young. Uh, the fragrance is supposed to smell like she would. Okay. Megan, what do you smell? Okay, that one is less pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like this one. Um, it starts like a really heavy rose and then... It starts getting really clearly, like, spicy. Let me try again. I don't know, man. That It's like, it's odd potpourri. 
Um, I'm starting to. So uh, knowing what I know about how uh, fragrance works, <laughs> I know that the top notes are what you smell first, and this will actually change on my skin. So we'll probably start to smell that blood and leather come out as we sit here together. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry for everyone who's using the studio after us. You are having so much fun, though. I am having so much fun. I just think these are both so cool. I mean, one of the best parts of niche fragrances to me is that they evoke like such an emotional or visceral response. I mean, your response to that was, ugh. Yeah, I, I made a slight vomit emoji face. Um, <laughs> do they have like an emotional feeling? Like, what are you feeling right now? With Bathory, I think it's really fun to like think about her when I'm smelling it. Because, you know, like he chose leather uh, as a note because she was a huge horse, like horse rider. So then like it's fun to smell this and be like, is this what she smelled like? Like, did she use a lot of like um, rose oils on herself to make her smell, smell nice? And like all the blood was kind of like seeping under. Like, it's really cool when you just like start thinking about it. You can have a lot of fun in your head. I, I have never considered fragrance as a storytelling mechanism. That in and of itself is like a really, really like, I don't know. It's like an innovative way to think about it. No, I mean, for sure. Uh, this is something that, you know, I hear all the time um, from people that I've interviewed about this. But fragrance is, you know, the most underserved of our senses. We have art for our eyes. We have art for our ears. We even have art that we touch, like textiles. But we do not have, you know, we do not think of fragrance as an art for our nose. I mean, I guess I get that. That's, you know, like that perfect mix of biscuits and sugar and fabric softener make me feel like I'm cozy like I was at my grandmother's house when I was little. Exactly. Um, I actually spoke with a fragrance journalist from Pittsburgh, Patrick Reese, about this. Before I play this, I should mention his personal scent, as described by him, is skinky grandma. Grandma? <laughs> this man was a hoot. The smell is the only sense where your brain is actually touching the outside world. Your olfactory bulbs are stuck right in there. The actual molecules from the actual outside go right up in your nose, smack those olfactory bulbs, and it lights up. There's always a middleman in every one of your senses to filter. That's why scent is just so immediately triggering. Um, and I think it is, it's definitely that way for everyone. Everyone has the smell that they just can't with. Everyone has the smell that they remember their grandma by. Um, I might be wearing it right now. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, I, 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 that was really cool when I, when I came across that, I was like, Oh my God, I never thought about that. That is really interesting. I, and skanky grandma is a very different vibe from the gals who raised me. Um, but good for Patrick. <laughs> it really is. I mean, not all indie fragrances are like that, I will say. Patrick is into the more absurd ones. Um, and I think that's really the beauty of this community. There are so many different perfumes. You can really find your niche. Not to be too punny. <laughs> Hey Pittsburgh, behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CityCast, all one word, for $5 off. 
So, Megan, let's check in on the things that we sprayed. Obviously, we first spelled the top notes. Now we're going to hear the mid-bass notes. What are you smelling? How is it different? I don't know. It's less floral now. The floral or the top notes, yeah. Do you want me to smell? Yeah, you're better at this. Okay, I'm getting some aquatic notes now, which is really what? nice. <laughs> like where it kind of smells like the, the color blue. Um, where <laughs> You're just making this stuff up now. <laughs> we don't have a language for, um, for smell, but it's starting to smell a little bit more like, you know, like water smells instead of like dirt and like floral. And okay. I find that lovely. What and are you then, getting from yours? The leather is pungent now. Like the leather is, is, is present. Would you like to? Oh, that is still not for me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Did you smell the leather this time, though? I mean, I guess. Again, I think some of that's just because, like, now it's in my head that I'm looking for it. It's less leather and more leather oil. Mm-hmm. It's, it was the leather oil for that you would have to rub on her saddles as a um, noblewoman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so... I have a lot more fragrances to talk about uh, besides Darren Allen, as lovely as his are. Um, there, This actually, what got me started on this kind of rabbit hole was 837 North. Uh, they're based out of Pittsburgh. They make fragrances and candles, um, and they have really beautiful, simple smells, maybe more in line with what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're a great entry point. Uh, for, for my simple nose. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. They have like they have like more unique scents, but nothing like too crazy. Um, for example, I'm planning on buying my sister a guard... Uh, garden rosemary thyme and mint fragrance from them she wants a unique scent but she isn't really into the kind of smells that i am when you haven't convinced her to wear moldy play-doh or blood of her enemies yet <laughs> no but this is a stepping stone i will get <laughs> her to wear perfumes with notes of motor oil or i will die trying um oh gosh it's very perfumer stuff i would <laughs> would it would be a dream to get on her uh would actually be scott kinberg's um he's the artist behind five 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 perfumery here in Pittsburgh. Um, he has a scent called Black Leather Jesus, uh, which is based off like harsh noise, gay leather bands, and another scent called Tallest Tiptoes, which is a reference to a Taylor Swift song. God, what range. I know, right? These are both almost always sold out, um, but it's definitely really cool uh, Pittsburgh artisan to like watch, see when they come back in stock. He actually recently moved to Pittsburgh uh, from California, and when I got him on the phone, he had a really great answer to the question I asked everyone I spoke to. Which was what Pittsburgh would smell like, of course, oh God. as a fragrance. <laughs> Scott had this to say. Well, definitely springtime here walking to work. I get a lot of like wildflower scent in the air. So something floral. Obviously, I'd want to do some kind of metallic tribute to the past. So yeah, maybe like an earthy, earthy floral somewhere. Maybe some dampness. There's a lot more rain here than there is in California. You know, that's surprisingly pleasant. I'd appreciate a hint of overused fried oil <laughs> myself. Maybe some melted ice cream, just a touch of pickle juice or road salt. Mm. That'd be perfect for this time of year. Um, but the fragrance would have to be a gray color in any season. <laughs> well, like you, Patrick Rice definitely leaned into Pittsburgh's more unpleasant side. So the smell of Pittsburgh, I think it would be a tense fragrance that creates beauty out of that tension and equal parts industrial and nature. So like, like kind of like a smoke accord or like it's a, definitely the smoke metal. Yeah. Smoke metal. Um, a really big 
funkiness that comes off the water, um, sort of mm. uh, swampy minerality, trees, uh, greenery. I actually like the smell of wet concrete. Um, yeah. Really? Uh, so that, um, it always just reminds me of my childhood and summer, and I love the smell of rain um, in industrial places because, for God's sakes, I'm from Pittsburgh. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it would be a lot of that. Uh, it would be it would be all of that. Um, it would be a device. And, yeah, I, I was just going to say, I don't know who would wear it. Nice. What about you, Elizabeth? What kind of smell would you wear to rep the Berg? I agree with Patrick on a lot of things. Um, I think it would have to be pretty swampy. Wet concrete, <laughs> some ozone base notes, some sweet industrial glue as a mid note with lily of the valley and hyacinth as a top note, you know, like sweet with like the dark side. I can get down with that. Or maybe like a, a, you know, kind of a magnolia vibe, like the rhododendrons that are in everyone's garden <laughs> around here. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to be like kind of dirty, but like have some, you know, pretty florals in it. I feel like that's that's down for a roadie. Um, so are there any way for for our listeners to learn more about this world that you love so much? Yes, of course. Um, there's some great reporting on this trend that we'll link to, including some by Patrick Reese. He does a lot of great explainers on how to, um, you know, like the history of fragrance and also how to like tell different notes apart. Um, I also know that like Darren uh, Allen has been giving like fragrance workshops to middle school and high school students in our area. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's nice. He wants to like expand the art. Um, and he started been doing like teachings at Sniff and Sips um, or Sip and Sniffs. Uh, too many <laughs> S's uh, similar to paint and, sniff, uh, paint and Sips where you like learn an art and you get to drink. Um, he made uh, a, Pittsburgh pastime. Pittsburgh pastime. Um, he made a make your own perfume event at Silver Mark Cellars in Cannons a few weeks ago. I know he's planning on doing some more in April. Um, so there will be opportunities to get into this wacky and wild world. Well, thank you so much for introducing us to it. Of course. God, this scent really is so pungent. <laughs> A little news before you go. In honor of the late Fred Rogers' 95th birthday, a group of musicians, including Vanessa Williams and Mickey Dolenz, released a deluxe version of the album Thank You, Mr. Rogers, Music and Memories. The album's producer is pushing for Mr. Rogers to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame and says that this album shows Mr. Rogers' lyrical craftsmanship. And... Spring has sprung, but don't get too grabby with your gardens. Pittsburgh is in hardiness zone six, which dictates what sort of plants do well here and which ones are goners before you even get them in the ground. This year, our final frost date is expected to be April 30th. So start your seeds and plant your space, but just know it'll be a few weeks before you can get any annuals in the ground. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter, smell some funky and fresh fragrances. I don't know, be a good neighbor. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. We'll see you then. It smells really lovely. <laughs> It smells like it smells after it rains. <laughs>